everybody, it's Terrell Cummings, and this is episode 26 of the Always Relevant Podcast. We have Dane DeMeo on today. It looks like he, he might be officially a co-host. He's been there quite a bit, so that's good. Uh, we're just going to be talking about Tua Tagovailoa, a quarterback from Alabama, getting looked at by a doctor representing the NFL, and how that's going to affect his draft stock and should it affect his draft stock. Um, our favorite video games growing up our top five fast food breakfast sandwiches, and we'll have our normal rapid fire segment talking about a few things, uh, typically football. But, you know, we're going to hang out, have a good time as always, and we hope you will too. So here we come. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. This is Terrell Cummings, episode 26 of Always Relevant Podcast, and it sounds like we have Dane DeNail on the line. What's going on, dude? Yes, sir. I'm here. Nothing much. What's going on? I'm uh, doing all right. Trying to have this in a slightly different location. Usually, I'm in my basement, but today, I'm upstairs in the guest bedroom. So, we will see how that goes, and hopefully, we have a good connection and everything. Hopefully, my dad doesn't call me this time in the middle of it again, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. All right, let's give it a try then. <laughs> now nah, we'll see what's good. We'll see what's good. Um, yeah, sorry it took so long for me to get back to you. I started, I was doing accounting homework. And I thought Lane was going to leave and go back to work or go go to work to try to solve some problem. So then I started doing a, a pre-test that I was supposed to have done before the first class. And <laughs> and we didn't start, it didn't really take longer than I thought, but it was more questions than I thought. It was 30 questions. So I'm like, okay. And I, you can only take it like a max of three times. So I was trying to hustle through it and everything. And I got probably two thirds of the way through it. And um, I'm like, man, I didn't talk about this stuff. Or I don't remember talking about this stuff. But I forgot I only read uh, two of the chapters and not the third chapter. So that explains why I didn't know what it was talking about. So I'm like, well, I might as well chalk that one up and not worry about it. And um <laughs> go back and read the third chapter and start it over, you know, start over the test later on. So I'm like, I figures. <laughs> well, I'll say this, that, that homework thing. I remember that. That's a thing I never used to do. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I just can't believe it. I, I remember, uh, you know, years ago, my mom was like, man, Damon, my brother's got all this homework. And he's bringing it home every day. And they're like, you never brought anything home. I said, yeah, <laughs> I just didn't do it. <laughs> See, back in high school, I did it, but we were on block scheduling. So a lot of times, any homework we had, I was able to get it done at school during class. Well, we, had, we had 90 minute classes. So, well, that's yeah. what film session was for. Get in the wrestling rooms where we used to watch film. You yeah. Know, everybody get their little workbooks out and knock that stuff out real quick. Usually with the help of some cheerleader <laughs> workbooks or something like that. But you know what I mean? Uh, you guys were you guys were the football powerhouse. You guys didn't need to keep you guys eligible. I understand how it is up there at Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not bad. You know, we have to do what we got to do to get by. Got to play. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, for sure, man, for sure. So I'm going to start this off with, how are you and how you really, I know for me, I'm doing all right, you know, considering everything. I know a lot of people are, uh, um, well, I'll say I'm doing all right. Then how am I really? I'm doing better than I was last week because last week I was sick. I had like a 102 degree fever. 
I had I was super congested. If you listen to the, the podcast from last week, it sounds like it sounds like I can barely talk. <laughs> so I'm feeling better than what I was last week. But um, also, I know during this quarantine where everybody's kind of stuck inside and everybody's getting antsy, it seems like. And to me, it seems like it's pretty much a a pretty normal thing overall. <laughs> you know, work, which I said, for, I said for I work from home. So work from home and then everybody else gets back here. We eat dinner and we just kind of hang out and then we go through routine and we go to bed. So nothing's really changed, it seems like, for the household. And we had decent weather, so we've been able to go outside and shoot basketball and stuff like that. But other people are going stir-crazy. You might be one of those people, Dane. I know you like getting out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely getting stir-crazy. Yeah. Uh, You know, luckily I'm one of the people who's fortunate enough to still be working. But uh, what was I going to say? I I was good. You know, I was fine. You know, just kind of like last week, I was good. And then I got news this week that Corona is going to quit making beer with two months till summer. Less than two months till summer, Corona is done making beer. Like, I don't well, know I if my, anybody's seen that, but that is I not video time. I saw that, but I didn't know the reasoning. I didn't read the article. Did they say why? Yeah, they said in Mexico it is not a uh, required uh, business at this time. So there will uh, be no beer being brewed with less than two months till summer. That is bad news. Man. Well, I guess they could probably time it out, right? Because a lot of bars that would be serving those beers aren't going to be open this summer. So that's not going to matter. <laughs> Yeah, but my patio is open all summer long. So that's true. The only thing that's I can't true. do is brew the Corona. So I got to have the Corona because my patio will be open no matter what is going on. All right. Well, you better stock up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stock yep. up now. Yeah, but so. other than that, doing good, doing good. So, no, nah, man, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, I said, it's been slow. That's one thing. I saw my brother this past week, and he's like, I didn't realize how much sports I watched till like, he said, I thought I watched a lot of TV, but now I realize I just watched a lot of sports, whatever, because now I'm sitting around, I'm trying to find everything to, to find streaming and everything. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm the same way. So I'm having the same problem where it's like, I don't really watch a ton of TV. I watch some things, but usually it's sports. And so now I'm like, ESPN or whatever, they're showing a bunch of replays of old basketball games or NCAA tournament games and, you know, throwback college football games. Like, I, I'm just not interested in watching that because it's already happened, you know? So it's like you have to look forward to NFL, the NFL draft and free agency, and that's about it right now. And so it's just disappointing overall as far as that. But I guess it means I just need to find more hobbies. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's funny you mention that, too, because, you know, I've been an Amazon Prime member for a while now for the free delivery and everything. You know, my girlfriend's got the Netflix, the Disney Plus. We got all these free streaming services because we've got new phones recently. You know, they give you all this stuff. I have never used any of that stuff till now, ever. I had never pulled up. I didn't even know how to pull up Amazon Prime and Netflix on my TV until all this went down. I had to figure it out for something to watch. 
Yeah, and then I realized how much I missed sports after I watched that Tiger King docu-series, docu-crime <laughs> drama or whatever. After watching all that weirdness, we got to uh, get yeah. some basketball back. I got to get some NBA back, some hockey, something. Uh, you know, everybody's yeah. talking about it, so I started watching it. You know what I mean? Oh, yep. man. I can't. I don't know if I can say I recommend it. I guess if you want to be a weirded out a little bit i don't know i guess it depends right. on the mood i had a dj he texts me and he's like do you gotta watch this or whatever you know i'm like man like elena's watched it and to me it goes right in the you know in the same category as will ferrell like it just doesn't interest me like that um but it's, I mean, it not, like like some... it's not like that though this is like real life and like oh yeah no yeah i know I know. I mean, I'm talking about like as far as my interest level of it, it like goes in the same oh. category as Will Ferrell. Well, quite honestly, <laughs> it wasn't that good. I wasn't, you know, I didn't think it was that great. I definitely would have been rather watching some basketball. I watched it all one sitting uh, Monday when I got home from work, and uh, uh, it's uh, I, it's not very good, but it's really weird. If you want to see some weird stuff, that's what right. you got to check out. Right. So, I mean, and that's my thing. You know, weird, you know, weird stuff, interesting stuff, dudes that, you know, living his lifestyle the way he lived it. And uh, he's obviously in exotic animals and everything came up with it. And obviously, everything was with him and his wife. You know, there's a whole lot going on in their situation. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was entertaining to a lot of people. Um, I'm sure maybe at one point or at some point down the line, I will maybe try watching it. We'll see because what kind of mood I'm in. But as of right now, I'm not on that boat. I'm not jumping off the bridge just because everybody else is. I'm going to go ahead and walk to be my own drum and pass. <laughs> yeah. It, but, like, just real quick, it's, it basically documents three different, you know, exotic animal zoos. Right. Uh, and they're how they're intertwined and know each other. So this one okay. guy in South Carolina has got a whole harem of women that he's married to. And he pays right. them like a hundred dollars a day, and they work from eight to midnight every day, or something crazy like that. I mean, this dude's got it figured out. Then you go down <laughs> to South Florida, and this woman made her million, multi-millionaire husband disappear, right? And, right. Uh, she's married to some other guy, and they're going back and forth. And then you go over to Oklahoma for Joe Exotic, and he's a wannabe country singer, whatever. It's it's, it's just crazy. I don't know. I I I, I don't know. It, it, like <laughs> I said weird is the only word to describe the whole thing. Right, right. So I just, I don't know. Like I said I might give it a shot at some point in time. I'm just probably not going to do it quite yet. So we will <laughs> give see. it a couple more weeks of being locked up. You'll turn it on. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm pretty stubborn. Pretty stubborn. So I'm getting ready to – Elena and I are trying to figure out how we can watch Ozark because we can't watch Ozark when the kids are awake just because there's a little too much being shown in that. And then I follow. I usually go to sleep early, so then we don't get a chance to watch it. So we're trying to figure out time we can actually sit down and watch it. We might have to watch season two again so she can be have her memory jogged about what's going on with all the craziness. But um, I'm looking forward to season three of Ozark. That's probably the show I'm looking forward to watching uh soonest right now. So okay. I, I encourage you. I encourage you to give it a shot. I'm telling you. It's it kind of it doesn't really start out slow, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot of storylines. It's pretty cool. 
So, yeah, maybe I'll check it out because another thing that's going on, you know, we talked about shows on one of our last podcasts, and now a lot of them, those aren't coming up with new episodes like the Connors, Will and Grace, all these ones that perform in front of a live studio audience. We're not getting right. nothing new. And then I got the devastating news that they're not going to show the Walking Dead finale. Not this weekend. This weekend will be the episode before that. But next Sunday, the following Sunday here, was supposed to be the Walking Dead finale, and they said they can't finish it now. And it's like you watched all season, and now they can't show <laughs> us the finale. And they said they're holding it because they need to review the sound. Like, what do you mean you got to review the sound? You're going to hold this up for months because you don't have someone that can review some sound on a laptop computer somewhere? Come on. It's a gimmick. They're taking advantage of the situation. They're going to try to yes, do it as some one-off. I'm fired up though. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> See, and that's one show I've, I've never watched. So I've heard I've heard good things about it. So I might need to binge watch The Walking Dead. Might be in my well. Future. It's it's really nothing deep. I mean, it's really something you watch if you don't really want to think. The group right. that we follow since the beginning goes someplace, gets everybody killed, and after everybody gets killed, they move to a new place and get all them people killed. So it's kind of just 10 seasons of that, of this group of people going somewhere and getting everybody killed. So, huh. Well, good to know. But yeah, we'll, we'll see if I watch that, watch that as well. I don't know. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah, they got me locked in. That's the problem. That's why I don't like to start something new, because then I get locked in. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find that next show that's going to be like, where it's, it's going to be, you know, it really has me locked in and ridiculous. You know, probably with like those Netflix shows, like I said, it takes forever for them to come out the next season. You know, you go through, you binge watching it in like a weekend, and then you're like, man, I now got to wait like eight months before they come out, or maybe a year before they come out new episodes. So, I don't know. That's the, that's the drawback to, uh, to binge watching shows and streaming shows. So, I usually try to find shows that have like, you know, three plus seasons and then go watch them from there. So, or watch one that's already done. They're not making any more so you can watch the whole thing. Right. Right. I, I did that with uh West wing back in the day. <laughs> there you go. I went with, I watched like nine seasons of it. I never thought I would ever watch that show either. And I don't know for whatever reason, I hooked on it. Started watching it. Talking about yeah. the president. And everything. So I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's good to do that stuff and you know i'm a big history guy so some of the history stuff on there and series as they have is pretty good but right. uh like i said i never even used this stuff before i was just paying for it with no use until this happened so <laughs> well see now you got you got to maximize that money man you're already paying for it might as well use it might as well use sports, it. when sports comes back it'll be back to normal hey on prime Watch the boys. Good show. Tell yeah, me. everybody's been hyping that. I might have to try it. Yeah, that and Jack Ryan. You won't be disappointed. All right. So, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it's something to help you out through the time uh, our time of not having sports, which doesn't like it's changing anytime soon. And we didn't talk about this actually, but did you hear anything about like the president of I think it was Kansas State University said that if um, the quarantines or whatever were not removed by like July that they're just going to cancel the college football season. 
I didn't hear that, but I think July is quite a ways off. I think there's too much money involved. I think they'll drag this thing out to the last second. There's just too much money involved, you know? So I think, I think they'll hold out. Yeah. They'll play football. I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's going to happen. I, for one, they, you know, without getting into all that stuff, uh, they're going to have to open up everything sooner. The entire country will collapse. So, you know, I would say by July, we'll be playing football. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, because people, you know, people need to work, and this little stimulus package that everybody's gonna be getting. I mean, they get what, probably somewhere between twelve and probably two thousand dollars, depending on how many kids you have. You know, that's not gonna last long. You know, as far as Walker doesn't even pay my rent for a month. Right. (laughs) Right. No. Exactly. You know, I don't. You know, I'm fortunate. I mean, I'm not getting much of it, if any. But uh, you know. It, it, and it's important. I'm glad they're doing something, but that's just that that doesn't pay people's bills. Bottom line. So we'll see right. what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, and hopefully, won't be too it won't be too crazy. So, all right, well, like we mentioned earlier, you know, the NFL drafts coming up, but due to everybody being quarantined, everybody kind of staying in, in their houses, there's not a way for really teams to evaluate the talent in person. So this specifically hurts someone like Tua. Talk about, I can't pronounce the last name. I'll call him Tua, quarterback from Alabama who had the hip injury. Um, he was able to, to do tests with the independent doctor that was uh, provided by the NFL. So to represent all 32 teams. Is that ultimately going to be good for him or is it going to be bad and our team's not going to care because they didn't have their own doctors evaluate him because he has such a serious injury? Well, the way I look at it with today's healthcare. I would say it probably benefits him because I'm going to argue he probably is healthy at this point. All right. But just because you're healthy now and things look good now doesn't mean, you know, you're going to be good down the road. I think uh, with the, I mean, he's had three, I've heard, you know, we're seeing on some of these shows that they're saying he's had as many as five surgeries already. And we're talking both ankles, a hip, uh, what, a shoulder or something. I mean, yeah, shoulder surgery too. Major joints, and I forget who it was saying, but they're saying this guy could be the ultimate boomer bust draft pick. He could come in and be a superstar, or he could be a guy who's in the training room his whole career. So there is a massive, massive risk here, especially depending on how high you take him. And he's going to be a first rounder, and first round picks are important. But I, I personally am, would be very worried. I mean, as good as healthcare is and surgeries are nowadays, the guys had five potentially here in the last couple of years. Right. That's well, and, and, and that's why uh, I think it was a former GM, I think it was Mike Tenenbaum, he was on ESPN, and he was talking about, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't draft him because we didn't have a chance to have our medical staff look at him and evaluate him. You know, if, if they're not satisfied, it's great that the NFL is doing this, but if we can't have our guys look at him, there's no way we could draft him. It's not possible. Oh, well, so. this, this, this shutdown is really hurting players like him, in my opinion. Like, well, maybe not so much him. I think it's like, for instance, killing Cam Newton. The teams can't look at him and see if he's healthy or not. I mean, he can't even get a job until somebody can get him in for a physical. So with two, I think teams are going to be willing to take that chance anyway. Uh, because right. the ceiling is so high. I mean, you see him. He throws a pretty ball. He can move. He seems to be pretty smart back there with the ball and run. You know, he just can do it all. But uh, 
it's going to be a big boomer bust. Now, I would, I would probably take him over everybody except for maybe Burroughs. But, right. uh, uh, and you know what? Burroughs isn't no sure thing. He had one good year in college. I mean, if you look, Mitch Trubisky had one good year in college. Look how that's turning out. Now, I'm not comparing him yeah. to Mitch. But, say, but Burrow also came in. He played his junior. He started his whole junior year. Trubisky only started his fifth year senior year, and that's it. Yeah, but here's the thing too. Like you know, as good as Burrow's was, he generally was playing with superior talent around him. Uh right. He, but look at every look at every other LSU quarterback that's played there, and all the talent they had around them. They didn't do anything with it. Uh, that's because, and the same thing happened to him the year before. They had no coaching. They finally, after all these years, brought in somebody who knows how to run a modern offense. And that coach right. came in and opened things up and finally took advantage of all those receivers. Let me ask you a question. Landry and Odell Beckham played at LSU, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear about them in college? No, they ran the ball and they lost Alabama every year. So, I mean – you know, imagine if they had somebody in there coaching back then that was going to throw the ball around and stuff. So, you know, coaching's big, big deal when it comes to that kind of stuff. No, I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. And going back to Burrow, I mean, that coach that was there for him when they opened it up, I mean, he was just kind of – he kind of gave him part of the offense and baby steps that first year he was there. And then, obviously, the next year he's in the program for a full year, they opened up and gave him a full playbook and gave him everything. And obviously, it's a pro-style offense, the way it's run, and with all the talent he had, you know, he he obviously put up big numbers that, you know, that's crazy. And um, I don't know, I think he, he at least showed that he can he can handle a full-size NFL-style offense. He, he has the mental capacity to, to do that. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I, and I'm not taking anything away from him. He had the most incredible year single year of college football ever, in my opinion. But, you know, there there are some questions. You know, it's, it was one year, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. He was not good the year before. But they changed yeah. their offense and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, a lot of pressure is going to – that's why I keep talking to you about Cincinnati's coach. We're going to find out if he's a real coach now. They've got some talent. They spent some money. Mike Brown surprisingly did what he wanted. Uh, spending that money, so and we're going to yeah. get in that in a little bit. And he's going to have Burroughs as a number one pick who should be NFL ready. He's been around for a while. It's not like he was a, in college, short, you know, for a brief time. He had great coaching at Ohio State and LSU. Uh, he's going to win some games. Plus, he's a coach's son. I mean, his dad was coaching at Ohio University, you know, till he went off to college and actually till he went to LSU and was and became the starter. It was that point his dad retired from Ohio University coaching, so you watch his son play. So, yeah. Um, so, but to me, he's still the top guy, and I think to uh, Herbert. And who's the other guy? Is there anybody else we're missing? Forgetting somebody, aren't I? Uh, um, I mean, there's the Georgia quarterbacks. So there's like Jake Fromm that's there, and then uh, there's garbage. Jake Eason. There's Jacob Eason out of Washington. No, I agree. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to be anything. In Eason's garbage. That quarterback, Utah State, garbage. Yep, I'm uh, with you. I mean, I just see the guys. They look like Case Keenum, Blaine Gabbard all over again. Uh, Bryce yeah. Petty, one of those type of guys. Right. Uh, no, yeah, I, I agree. It really is probably just 
uh, Burrow, Tua, and Herbert or Abair Herbert, whatever his last name is, he looks the part from Oregon. But I really think he's going to be a bust. I don't think he has it upstairs. I don't think he can read defenses. Um, I mean, he looks good. I mean, six five, six six, two hundred thirty five pounds with a rounded arm. You know, you think he might be coachable, but usually most guys, if they've got it, you already know it. Oh, yeah, and he can run, too. But, I mean, as you've seen against Wisconsin, he didn't get much going through the air. He beat Wisconsin with his legs. Won't, right. won't do that in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, you know, is a rare occasion. And I'm not sure Lamar is going to do that again because now defensive coordinators have had a whole year to plan for him and, you know, realize what kind of speed they're dealing with. You know what I mean? So who's to say – Lamar doesn't come back out and, you know, doesn't have that type of year because now teams got eight in the box. You see what Tennessee did to them. They played, what, six, eight defensive backs sometimes on the field to right. chase him around. I mean, teams are going to figure him out. So uh, the reason I like Burroughs is because I think he can beat you every way. He, he runs pretty good, surprisingly. Uh, right. Got a good arm. I mean, look at the game against Clemson. His legs kept plays alive for a long time. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, – I mean, I think he's a consensus number one overall pick. I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer for the Bengals. But I'm just saying he has no guarantee just like anybody else. Right. Well, I mean, usually it helps if he gets – if he's placed in a really good situation, which usually if no one drafting is not a good situation. But, was like I said, we'll see what kind of coaching job that Zach Taylor can do this year and um, hopefully get in some protection. I mean, he has some receivers, and he has Joe Mixon back there, so he has some skill position players. But we'll see if they're going to have to try to outscore teams. We don't have to, we don't know how good their defense is going to be this year. You so. you bring up a good point though. This isn't the typical number one overall draft pick quarterback going to a horrendous team like Cleveland or the Cardinals or something like that. You're coming into a place with Joe Mixon as your running back. A.J. Green right. says he's going to play and he's going to be healthy. Uh, you got some linemen. They made some moves. They got talent on defense. I think your defensive coordinator, I forget his name, was god-awful last year, just awful. Yeah. I'm not blaming the players completely. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about the Bengals, but like when going back to two, I think, uh, you know, I, I – if I can't get Burroughs, he's the next guy I'm probably taking if I have to have that quarterback. Right. If I can't get him, me personally, I'm not taking a quarterback. Not in the first round. Oh, so you're yeah. not taking two or anybody if you can't get – if you don't get no. Burroughs, you're taking the next best player. No, if I can't get Tua, Tua's the, the last quarterback I would get. If I can't get him, I'm not taking a quarterback. Okay, not in yeah. the first round. I agree. So I would I'll just wait till next year and take my chances trying to get Trevor Lawrence. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, the NFL's funny and tanking doesn't always work. I mean the Dolphins won five games and I wouldn't have picked Cincinnati to be the worst team in the league last year, but you never know. Right. No, that's true. That's true. And I don't think they were tanking. Like I said, I think that was partially bad coaching, partially bad luck and I think their schedule is significantly more easy or significantly easier this year than it was last year. And so. there was talk that players weren't playing too hard. So, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. They, they turned it off a little bit, especially once Dalton got benched. Like, oh, our season's over. And he came back and he kind of played hard a little bit again. So I don't know. We'll see. 
I'm still interested to see where he's going to go or how they're going to deal with him. I said, well, we can bring that up later on. I'm still interested to hear about Jameis. Right now, he looks, he looks like he's trying to be a backup somewhere, but no one seems to want him. So I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that a guy that threw 30 touchdown passes can't get a job? He also threw 19 interceptions. Yeah. Oh, no, way more now. He threw way more interceptions. Yeah, Danny threw as many as he did. Touchdown. I don't know. I, don't even I know. I know it was a lot. Like one yeah. thing, one thing I heard about him is he was getting better at his pre-snap reads, but he was getting confused as far as once the play started and they disguised the coverage and they changed it up as the play started. That's where he was always getting confused, and you know, and he got the benefit of throwing the ball to like Mike Evans and the other receiver. I can picture his name. I can't think of his name right now, but like they bailed him out on a lot of fifty-fifty balls making plays for him, you know, that helped him out. Yeah, Evans and them. But I'll I'll say this. With Winston and Cam Newton, they might be on the market for a while, but I could also see them starting if somebody gets hurt somewhere because injuries are always a part of the game. Look how many quarterbacks went down quickly last year. I, I would argue both of them could even be starting if people get hurt here in the early part of the season. I mean, you think San Diego have to think about it because right now they just have Tyrod Taylor. And he's awful. You know? I already seen that movie in Cleveland. Right. Right. So, I mean, you think they at least, at least bring him in for some competition unless they're going to try to draft somebody, which I don't think they try to do that yet. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're doing in, in Los Angeles, the Chargers. Yeah. I said San Diego because to me, they're just, they're San Diego. I haven't completely switched them over to L.A. yet. <laughs> well, neither have they, according to the people in the stands. So, Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they should go I, back. I don't get why teams try to go to Los Angeles. I mean, they're not really a, they're not really a football town. They're like, all right, let's go to a football game and hang out for a little bit. But they're not like diehard by any means. The closest I saw to them being diehard football fans is when USC was winning championships. In the early 2000s. That's oh, they, like, they, they like college football and NBA basketball. Right. <laughs> that's what they do. Right. And, and that's and, why I think that's what the XFL screwed up. You get 30,000 people at a St. Louis game and you get 10,000 people at an LA Wildcats game. People, right. football organizations are obsessed with LA because of the glamour and the money and the huge market. But at the end of the day, it's just not a good market for football. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So, all right. Well, we're talking about Tua, then we kind of expanded. So, it's all right. We're going to bring it back, and we're going to go to the next category here, which is our favorite video games growing up. Now, I know me personally, I I was probably one of the last out of my friends to get, like, a a Nintendo, and then I was last out of my friends to get, like, a Sega Genesis. I never got a Super Nintendo. Um and I was trying to last time friends to get a PlayStation when I was growing up. So I played video games, but usually it was at someone else's place. So for me, I was always into sports. I know some people, they like playing, you know, the different shooting games. Uh, I remember playing like Bond. I remember playing that on Nintendo 64 or whatever. But, you know, for me, I was always playing NCAA football. You know, I played it on Sega Genesis. I played it on all the PlayStations, that was my number one game. That is still my number one game. And I was sad that EA Sports got rid of it. Um, 
I'll do the whole likeness thing or whatever. We'll see if they bring it back. Um, next for me was well, we'll go way back in the day, Tech Mobile on Nintendo, the regular Nintendo. Uh, obviously, you know, I had we get the Raiders. I mean, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown couldn't beat that. It was good stuff. Uh, it was probably cheating to play with him on the game, but they were solid. That was my team. That was my squad. So, um, <laughs> let's see. Another game we played back in the day, NBA Live. I remember when it first came out, it was NBA yes. Live 95. You just, it just, it just, the name of the game, it worked. And then after that, you know, there's NBA Live. It was, it was, it was solid. It was the first basketball game. Well, I don't say the first basketball game, but it was a basketball game where I was excited to play it. You feel like your players in the court. It felt like it was kind of real ball a little bit. And, you know, it was a good time. We spent hours playing that game for sure. Um, another basketball game, NBA Jam. You know, you have your different teams. You know, you're playing two-on-two, doing all kinds of crazy dunks, you know, getting on fire, doing heat checks and everything. It was exciting. It was funny. I heard Kane talk about boom shock and lock. I'm like, dude, where did you hear about that? He's all, I saw something about, about it on YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> I started, I started laughing about that. And then the last, the last game for me was NHL. If you, if you look, I think it's just EA Sports, NHL hockey. I was a fan of it. We played it all the time. We played it in the college. Um, you know, for me, I like playing the hockey games. It's fast-paced. It was fun. It was good times. Not everybody liked doing it, but, you know, I was a fan. So that, that's my list. I like that list. I was thinking of something. We should bring Boom Shakalaka back. Why did that go away? <laughs> People still say awesome, cool, like it went the way of Groovy, like it's dead. But Boom Shakalaka should still be a word. It's People good. still use that. I'm going to use that at work this week and see how it goes. <laughs> Boom Things go good. Yeah, I'm just going to burst out. Boom Shakalaka. You should. I look forward to hearing about that story. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're talking about video games because right now there isn't a whole lot you can do right now. I mean, ESPN is showing athletes playing video games against each other. And I was glad to see Kevin Durant get beat yesterday. I didn't watch it, but it's actually a news story on ESPN that Kevin Durant got beat as the number one seed by a 16 seed. And I guess they seeded them by their rating in the game. But anyway, because – Video games is kind of a big thing. I have an unusual relationship with video games because I loved them when I was young, and I literally stopped playing after college. It wasn't a conscious decision. It just stopped. Cold turkey almost. Like, no <laughs> more video games. Like, no one's around to play with anymore. You know, I have my brothers to play with. People, you know, the neighborhood kids come over and stuff like that. Or in college, you're always in the dorm room playing. And then once you got to go get a job and get a, you know, apartment wherever you had to move or whatever, like video games, gone. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of classics over the development of video games. I remember my grandpa, when I was young, got me an Atari 2600. I know I'm dating myself a little bit here, but Atari 2600 with great games like Centipede, Galaxy, and uh, Breakthrough where you just hit nice. the ball and it bounces up against the wall, bing, 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 you know, like painting <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then my great aunt Spud lives out in Idaho now, God bless her, got me my first Nintendo 
And I was really liking that. And me and my brothers played that all the time. Uh, Tecmo Bowl was our favorite, running with Bo Jackson, running everybody over. Uh, <laughs> Tecmo Bowl was great. I mean, everybody who's had that played Tecmo Bowl. Uh, I like some of the uh, role-playing games. The Final Fantasy Dragon Warrior was good. Uh, played a lot of those games. And then, you know, we got into the, you know, what, Super Nintendo, right? right? That's what it goes, right? Super Nintendo. Yep. That's when you start getting the PlayStation all that stuff. And that's when you're getting into the Madden. I used to love Madden. In college, I always picked the Vikings and would just throw the ball up to Randy Moss and Chris Carter all day long, just tossing <laughs> it like nothing. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> I was unstoppable. Right. I used to love NFL Blitz because that was like the NBA Jam version of football. And it was ridiculous. It was stupid. And it had that thing called computer assistance. So it always pissed you off because you'd finally be up by two touchdowns and the system would make you fumble a football like automatic. <laughs> so yeah. I the game up. You know, so a lot of joysticks got destroyed in the dorm rooms over that one. And then, but Super Nintendo, man, we loved some Mario Kart. Like, we would crowd in there with the four screens playing Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. You know that? Oh, well, hey, Caden's playing it now on Wii. He's getting pretty good at it. Like, I have to actually try to be him now because he's in his video game prime, and I am not. And I don't practice like <laughs> that. But he's he's getting good, though. I mean, he, he's definitely enjoying Mario Kart. Okay. And then, I don't know if you guys remember this one, NFL Game Day. Game day was like the uh, competition with Madden. So there was actually two major football games back then. You had game day every year and you had Madden every year. And game day was great because you just hit the R2 button with like the running back and no one could tackle you. Just kind of like do a dance the whole way to the end zone. Just boop, boop, boop. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we liked the fighting games too. I always was partial to Tekken, Street Fighter, Killer Instinct, and Mortal Kombat. Those games were fun to play because they were quick. You know, you didn't have to get involved. You could get down there and play a couple games, have a beer before class, whatever you got to do. Right, and, uh, right. Yeah, do that. So, yeah, but after college, I just stopped. I actually bought a GameCube when it came out. And I don't think I ever played it. I think I ended up giving it away to somebody a couple of years later. It was sitting there. I was like, ah, yeah, here you go. <laughs> Remember, it, had, it played like the little CDs, like the game I know, the yeah. CDs. Yeah, no, I remember that. And I remember while some, some of my friends in college had a Dreamcast. Remember that? Oh, <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. So, but uh, by that time, it was usually PlayStation 2s and maybe PlayStation 3s and Xboxes. And I do remember an honorable mention game, Tiger Woods. We used to play that constantly. Yeah, we played a lot of Tiger Woods. I forgot all about Tiger Woods. Yes, Man. that was a big game. I always want to hear that heartbeat. If you hit, if you hear the heartbeat, you had a good shot. <laughs> yeah, had a good shot. Yeah, they so. need to bring that game back. And then I, you know what? The first first person shooter was called, and it was on some janky computer because that's how they were back then was Wolfstein 3D and Doom. Yep. Those were like the first game. Wow, there's blood all over the place. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I remember we used to play uh, play Doom, and it'd be like one dorm against another dorm playing and, and be just crazy. Everybody's on their computers, doors are open, yelling at each other down the hall. 
You know, technology's come a long way since since back then. So uh, running around with the chainsaw. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so no nah, man, no, nah, that's good. Yeah. But NBA Live was great. Real one quick thing on NBA Live. I used to always pick Golden State back then because it was Chris Weber, Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway. Oh yeah, it wasn't fair. It was awesome. It was sick. It was sick. You can't believe that team didn't win a title. Was didn't Sprewell win. on that team, too? Sprewell. That was the other one. Can you imagine a top five? It was Sprewell, Weber, Owens, Mullen, and Hardaway. That's sick. How did they not win a title? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man. We were all running and dunking all over the place. I always took them, <laughs> and I always took the Vikings and the Madden. That's funny. That's funny. But uh, I still haven't played video games, uh, and I don't want to start again, even though they look awesome. That's just something. You know, in life, you got your hobbies and money, and you got what you actually got time for. That's something I don't plan on investing anymore in my time. <laughs> you? Um, I don't know, because Cade's getting older, and he likes the Wii. I'm sure he's going to want some kind of video game at some point. So we'll see. As far as all that, my brother actually did bring his PS4 up here, and it was over the the holiday, or I think it was Christmas holiday, and we usually had a tradition of playing NCAA football on holidays. So we actually got a game, got a couple games in uh, over Christmas when you brought that up. But am I going to spend the money on it right now? Probably not. We'll see. Maybe at some point in time for Caden, if he wants it, we'll probably try to figure something out. But don't tell him that. No, no, for sure. <laughs> different if you have kids like my buddy rich got hooked on video games again because uh you know his kids like call of duty so now every time i'm on the phone what are you doing oh, i'm on call of duty i was like <laughs> i was like How the kids get you hooked on them games don't they <laughs> yes it doesn't take much it probably doesn't take much so nope we'll see luckily Caden likes one outside a bunch too so he's not gonna be just glued to a tv screen so that's all right yeah, I mean, it's good. If you have them right now, it's a good time to, to have them, you know, keep you inside, I guess, and stuff like that. So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if, if you got them, you need them. But like I said, if it's nice weather, it's not it's not a bad idea to go outside. Mm-hmm. Gonna, gonna be working on his jump shot today at some point. That's good. <laughs> they got my basketball courts locked up with chains around them. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not, not going to be doing all that. But, hey, in the driveway, it's all good. It's all good. So, all right, next topic. Top five fast food breakfast sandwiches. Dane, you can lead us off. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I love talking food, particularly fast food. Uh, there isn't too much stuff I'm an expert on, but I'm just an expert in fast food just based off the sheer volume of consumption over the years. So I'm going to go into uh, – I'm, I'm going to start with my number five, and I think it's just because I eat this one so much, and they're everywhere on the East Coast because, you know, I traveled up and down the East Coast a lot. Right. I get the Dunkin' Donuts sausage, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel and put ketchup on it. And I'll eat two of them. And that usually starts the morning off pretty good. That's pretty so, solid, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, their hash browns suck. They charge you like a hundred, like a dollar thirty, and they give you like four little round baked hash browns that are whack. 
but <laughs> the sandwich right, was right. pretty good. Yeah. So then I'm going to go with number four because I thought it was really good, but I think my expectations were too high. I had the Wendy's Baconator last week, breakfast Baconator. It's yeah. good. But I think they kind of went cheap on the meat patty. Really? I, I thought they went a little weak on that. I, I wasn't happy about it. Uh, I don't know, man. Because I thought I thought the I thought the patty was kind of solid. I thought it was kind of solid. It, it was to me the patty was better than I thought it was going to be, and maybe that's why the expectations were different going into it. Like I was trying to have a guy, it might not be that good. And it was oh, it's a surprisingly good sandwich. And then for you, you're like, you know, it got hyped up, and you're like, oh, okay, I was kind of disappointed. So maybe yeah, it just might have a sandwich. That might be it. You know, it, it, don't get me wrong; it's good. It's not as good as the regular baconator. But uh, I and I also tried, you know, just on a side note, I tried the honey mustard chicken biscuit sandwich, and uh, it was, I didn't think it was that great. So, yeah, I think they make that from like the original chicken or their uh, like the the cheaper chicken option on their menu, and not I, like also I know, and then and then I bought Jackie like the burrito, and it's like a dollar twenty nine or something like that, and it right. looked like. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how you call that a burrito. It was like a little big about, about as big as a fruit roll-up. I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> you know what? Don't come out and tell everybody you're changing the world of breakfast and don't deliver, right? right. I, I'm right. demanding they step up. Don't come out and say, we're tired of the same old fast food. I'm not tired of the same old fast food, particularly after I tried your stuff. So, <laughs> a very, very, very disappointing moment, but I'm still going to throw it in there because I don't get me wrong. I do like it. Didn't live up to the hype. Number three, I love the chicken filet, chicken egg, chicken with the egg and cheese on the biscuit. That is really good. Really good. I never would have thought I'd like a chicken breakfast sandwich, but that thing is really good. So, and then I got, I like, I, I don't know why. Because it has a weird kind of grease and weird taste, and I don't know what the hell's going on. But I love the steak and egg and cheese bagel at McDonald's. Now, <laughs> it says it's steak. It doesn't verify what kind of steak. I mean, it could be rat steak for all I know, because it's got the weirdest grease. It's really unique. And <laughs> it don't look like a steak when you bite into it. I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I don't even know how they can legally call it steak. But I got it on here number two because I like it. I ask Elena because she likes it too. She gets it whenever yeah. we get breakfast. That, that's usually that, that's that's her that's her jam. That's her sandwich that she gets. So at least it was. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to call up McDonald's headquarters and go, look, man, I love this sandwich. I gotta know what kind of meat that is on that bagel because I'm gonna start cooking it at home on the grill or something. Because <laughs> don't be trying to tell me that's cow steak. That is not cow steak. There's no way. Or it's part of a cow and just not the normal steak part of the cow. But, yeah, ask Elena because I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> and then and then I'm a big fan of McDonald's breakfast. Too. I love the hash browns. McDonald's still rules in the breakfast for me. Uh, and the McGriddle. I love the McGriddle. So the sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle, probably my go-to. I need something for breakfast that – and there's a McDonald's there. So if everybody's on the same corner, like I said, there's a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner in the Northeast. But right. if everybody's on the same corner, I'm getting the McGriddle. Sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. So good. 
So good. I got you. No, I'm with or, you. And, and we still got the pop dunk that we created, which is really good, but you got to be hungry for that. <laughs> for me, I'm also a fan of the McGriddle, but I'm more of the bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle guy. Um, that's usually my go-to at McDonald's. Um, going to the other places, a, a place that is underrated. Well, I, I'm also – I'm sorry, before I do that, I'm going to throw the, bake, the breakfast baconator from Wendy's on there as well. I said it's – I probably like it a little more than Dane, but I also probably have lower expectations for it, and it surprised me where he, his expectations weren't met because of the hype. So I understand it. It was just two points of views on that one. Um, a place that is kind of surprising that I do encourage everybody to try out for breakfast is uh, the sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit sandwich from Arby's. And I used to, ba- I used to have to throw bacon on there too. Um, you know, it's good, good flavor, and it's not expensive at all. And I encourage everybody to try it out at least once. It's worth it. And the biscuit and the actual biscuit itself has good flavor. Um, from there, I'll also get a sausage, egg, and cheese uh, and hash brown wrap from Arby's as well. I, I encourage everybody to try that out. Um, another place I will go is Big Boy. You can get the sausage. Uh, sausage, bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich from there. They do have like a breakfast, um, a breakfast big boy sandwich there, but I just can't do tartar sauce on my breakfast food. You gotta Ooh. go on somewhere. <laughs> oh, got, and got, you know what? Got, I was gonna say that's unfair you added big boy to this because big boy hasn't been nationwide in probably, oh god, 25, 30 years, right? You oh, guys are like only ones that still have Big Boy in Southwest Ohio. It's like the only place that's still around. It's still holding it down in all kinds of places in Southwest Ohio. You can find them all over the place. Great stuff. One right, one within walking distance of my house for sure. So <laughs> I know. Remember, Big Boy used to be so popular. It was in the Austin Powers movies, flying in space. That's like right. it just disappeared overnight. No more Big Boy, but you still got them down there. Still got them down here, man. They're still going strong. That's like Denny's are still over in Indiana, all over the place there. Oh, Whatever we still have Denny's. I have a Denny's right down the road from me. Yeah, there are no Denny's in Ohio. They're gone. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yep. But they are not around. So You people are deprived from a great late night spot. <laughs> well, we have Perkins, so that's all we got. See, I don't have nothing in Allentown, but we got food. We got fast food. We got every fast food you can think of. <laughs> one one other place I encourage everybody to go. I don't know if, the, if Sonics are everywhere, but if you go to Sonic, get a sausage, egg, and cheese coaster scrambler sandwich. It's solid. It's good. Um, usually it's pretty hot. It's good size. I like it. And I'm, I'm here to try it out. Yeah, try it out. I'm weird. I put strawberry jam on my different breakfast sandwiches. I said, I'm weird like that. I've always done it, uh, and I stick with it. So That's not bad. That ain't bad. That doesn't sound too bad. You know, I got a Sonic and exit down the road from me. I've never been to Sonic in my life, but I'm going to have to try that breakfast sandwich. See, growing up, I used to always go to Sonic because it used to be just down south thing. So whenever we went to Mississippi, um, to see my family, we'd always stop and 
usually by the time you got Tennessee, you start running into a couple of Sonic locations. So we'd always get Sonic going down there. But then they, they started having further north and I didn't eat them nearly as much. But it was always kind of a thing growing up. So oh, let's let's go to Sonic because we never get to have it when we're up north. So that, that's how that all started for me. So but we don't need to talk about fast food anymore. Dane, I know this one your domain. We'll probably have another fast food topic coming up here soon. Don't know what it's going to be, but it should be interesting. But we're going to go rapid fire coming up here. I know we were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals before, and I've seen a few uh, news articles talking about the Cincinnati Bengals players should be on notice that the Bengals are spending money and making moves, and you might be with the team, and you might not. So that's what a lot of defensive players are finding out because they brought in two cornerbacks and a safety. And so, like, Drake Patrick released. Uh, Dark West Denard, they try to release him. They try to get him to Jacksonville, but that contract fell through for whatever reason. Either way, I doubt he's going to be around. Um, Sean Williams should probably be worried to brought in my, or was it Von Bell? Uh, if he was in yeah. New Orleans previously. So, I hit Bell and um, uh, they drafted the guy who played safety from Wake Forest, Jesse Bates, the third. They should be good tandem at safety. I mean, they should be all right. You know, Sean Williams, he's basically – he should probably actually be a linebacker, but uh, he's not big enough for that. And he's not quite – not doesn't have the, the coverage skills enough to really be a true safety to be effective. Like last year, he just was kind of abused. He's playing through some injuries, so that kind of hurt him too. But still, it been kind of – I thought it was kind of a disappointment. I was excited when they drafted him, but he really hadn't shown anything since he got drafted. So I don't know how it's going to go. Um, but the players should all be on notice. Uh, the Bengals are going through and they're trying to not necessarily clean house, but they're trying to make, you know, make a run and be competitive. So I am excited to see what can happen. Just hopefully they have good coaching this year um, when it comes to schemes. They're not predictable. Yeah, and you didn't even mention the big one. They told Dalton, your services are no longer required, and they're looking for a trade partner. And that's another quarterback we didn't mention earlier with uh, Cam and, you know, Jameis, don't know, get a right. job, and he might even end up playing if someone gets hurt. I don't think he's worth anything. So I'm going to ask you, because there's just too many quarterbacks, what happens if it's getting close to training camp and they don't have a deal yet? Do you just cut him? I don't know, because you, you don't want Burrow looking over his shoulder. You know, but could Dalton be the bridge to Burrow? Or do you want Burrow to just go ahead and go in and start – you know what I mean? I want Burrow to go in and start and get Dalton out of there. I don't even want to, I don't even want the media circus involved with that. Uh yeah. I, I want Dalton out of there. All right. So they I think they missed the opportunity to trade him last year. They should have traded him. They should have probably traded AJ Green too. And they didn't. So I don't know what they're, they're probably gonna have to just cut him. I don't know what else they could do. Yeah, you can't leave him on the roster, and he probably doesn't want to be on the roster at this point. So uh, right. You know, what do I say? If you're a quarterback and you want to keep your job in the NFL, don't lead your team to the bottom 10 picks of the draft. You want to keep your job, stay out of the top 10, plain and simple. <laughs> yep. Nope. That's that's the truth. That'll, that'll for sure you know, keep your job safe. You can do that. So, I don't know. I wonder, as far as quarterbacks, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Dwayne Haskins out there in Washington. You know, because Ron Rivera is bringing in his guy, it seems like. Or he brought in uh, Allen from Carolina, maybe to push him to see what 
what what can happen with Aston. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. Uh, He's bringing him in to push him, and uh, because they're not going to draft a quarterback, Chase Young's a could be a generational talent, and uh, they got to make that pick. They can't give up on Haskins already. They took him number 14 overall. What did he play, six, seven games max last year? Uh, Unless they are truly convinced he's not the guy, and he did show some flashes late last season with some good plays and stuff. Right. Uh, I think you have to take Chase Young, and then if he absolutely sucks and your season's terrible again, then you're probably going to be in the running for Trevor Lawrence. So I would say take Chase Young and – Give Haskins another shot if I'm there. And if it doesn't work out, go to Allen because he can play. And then uh, maybe you get a shot at one of the top picks then. I, I got you. I got you. But, all right, what about this one, though? What you, you see uh, in the news, Antonio Brown facing three formal charges for from an alleged January assault. I think on it was on the Uber driver. Is that what it was? No, on his delivery driver, delivering his stuff from – his house in California to Florida or vice versa, something like, yeah, Florida, delivering to Florida. So the yeah. bill was like $4,000 and he didn't want to pay because as we all know, Antonio Brown don't like to pay his bills or pay for services at, in general. And him right. and his trainer attacked him. So he's facing some serious charges with this. It's always something, man. It's always something. He, he's, he's messing with his money. And right now he can't get back on top to get his money straightened out. Always doing something to mess with his money. Should never do it. He needs to figure it out, figure out life. If he needs to talk to someone, talk to him. If he needs medication, get made, medicated. Because right now, his alter ego or his true ego, whatever it is, is messing with his money. And he's running out of time. Running yeah. out of time. Yeah, and I don't see at this point how – I mean, the more I keep looking at stuff and now I see these charges, uh, him playing next year, he might, you might not see him again, you know, but we'll see. Now, I, I think you'll see him again for sure. I just, it won't, it, at least initially, it won't be for the premium price. Oh, uh, so. what's going to happen is it, there's going to have to be a lot of injuries and someone's desperate at receiver is the only way I can see it happening. And then I don't see it happening like we discussed before until teams know what his punishment's going to be. Yeah, that's true. And and NFL, they have not done that at all. So, I don't know. I don't know. But here's a here's a Alabama being Alabama. And I guess in this offseason, Alabama is giving all their players Apple Watches so they can basically track, uh, you know, track how they're working out. I think that's technically against the rules, but I'm not positive. What do you think about that? Is that technically cheating? Well, you know, what's one thing that's certain every year with a pandemic and everything going on? You know, Alabama's cheating. You know, they're doing something. So, I could probably say about the whole SEC. And, you know, uh, I, you're monitoring your players around the clock. I read where they're monitoring their sleep and everything. Like, that's borderline stalking. And that's like watching you all the time. Like, I think it's breaking the rules, personally. I, I don't think – I mean, if there's a mandate you're not allowed to meet with coaches and all that stuff, that's fine. Now, other teams are probably doing stuff, too. I mean, what was it? We've seen that coach at Texas wants to send weight equipment, wants to send gyms to his players so they can work out in their house. 
or their apartments. <laughs> like, how crazy is this getting? Like, they have the uh, money for it, though. Yeah. So Saban <laughs> is giving them all watches so he can keep track of them all the time. Now, this offseason, we haven't seen all the Alabama arrests like we normally do, and I don't know how Saban gets out of that trouble. But I, I, I don't know. What I, I think it's breaking the rules. What do you think? I think it's breaking the rules, too. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know how you can really do that. I agree. It is borderline stalking to make the kids wear the Apple watches like that. Um, and talking about, you know, how they don't have anybody arrested, which is surprising, and how Saban never really gets in trouble for it. I, I forget what documentary it was. He's talking about NFL guys will ask him about such such players and if they're going to be good or if, if not, if they're going to be trouble or not. And he says, you know, he's honest with him. He'll tell him, like, hey, you drafted him, but I told you that this guy is this, this, and that. Flat out said that he's going to have problems once he leaves here. And you didn't listen because you just because of the talent. So, I mean, he knows that the guys he brings in has problems. He just knows that he's Nick Saban and can keep them under wrap long enough, under wraps long enough to be able to utilize their ability and get a championship and then, you know, have them go off and do their own thing. But, yeah, you know, they always say there's certain things in life, you know, death and taxes. I'm going to add to that that you know the SEC's cheating and you know the Big 12 sucks. So there you go. <laughs> You're never like the Big 12, are you? I, I, I can't watch it. I, until somebody wants to actually tackle somebody and maybe try to play defense, like the mullet down in Oklahoma State, like, dude, you've been there 15 years. Aren't you tired of winning seven games every year, eight games? Get somebody that can tackle with your scholarship money for a change. I mean, I, I'm, we're not even getting on this. Let's start something else. <laughs> All right, what about, hey, what about Rex Ryan calling Amari Cooper a turd? Well, that? yeah, I mean, Rex Ryan's calling him a turd. I guess if Amari's a turd, then Rex Ryan's a giant bomb in the toilet. But, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Rex, I like Rex Ryan, even though – you know, he he says dumb stuff because it keeps his job on ESPN and people watch it. And I'm right. not even particularly sure why I like Rex Ryan because I don't think he's nece- necessarily that great a coach. He did go to two AFC title games with Sanchez. I mean, but he kind of took those teams over. Remember when he took that yeah. job? And yep. then he kind of, you know, and you can argue the GM is the guy responsible for players, whatever. They went downhill fast. He wasn't good in Buffalo. His brother has coached defense everywhere in the NFL and has been fired every year in the NFL. His dad was fired as a head coach in the Cardinals and was terrible everywhere. So you have a whole family that has been in the NFL for years now because of one good season with the 85 Bears. That hey, defense buddy. shutting everybody down. The hey. whole family got paid from the NFL till. All the way now, because they're still working on ESPN talking about it, because of one good season in 1985. Hey, so, the Philadelphia Eagles, man. The Philadelphia Eagles defense back in the day was nice. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear about the Ryans. So, he called Amari <laughs> Tooper a turd. So, you know what? I, the stats, his stats look good. Disappearing in big games. How much is that on the quarterback not getting him the ball? Now, I don't know if he's referring to that game where – what was it against he came out or something like that? I'm yeah. I didn't see no data. He, you know, Ryan Rex Ryan said all that stuff without providing any data. Like, where's the data? Do you 
What games was he not showing it up in that you think were big games? You know, maybe he wasn't. I don't know the data either. I couldn't find any when I was Googling to look it up. And, I, can, uh, I can tell you having him as a, a fantasy football player, there were games where he just was not around sometimes. There, I mean, there were some games we'd have great games. There's some games where he just was not. He'd have like one catch for seven yards. And isn't that almost more. every receiver, though? Like, I mean, there's the few exceptions, but I mean, that happens to every receiver, you know, that, you know, stuff doesn't go right. Even the very best have had games like that in big moments. And it isn't even necessarily the receiver. You know, quarterback can't get him the ball, offensive line can't protect long enough, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, the Cowboys are awful. They're poorly coached. I don't think Dak Prescott's the answer. Amari Cooper is extremely talented. He put up numbers with Oakland, but Oakland was bad, and I don't know how good the coaching was that Oakland was getting while he was there. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's an unfair comment to call somebody a turd, especially <laughs> right. Rick calling somebody a turd. Like, come on, man. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's, there's, really, there's really no reason for him to do that. And I, I know he was just right being himself, and he was just spouting off at the mouth or whatever, doing what he does. But he's got to know where to draw the line. And he wants to stay in the news, just like you know he picked on Baker, who was a rookie, and Baker fell into the petty squabbles with Rex Ryan because he was a rookie and probably wasn't getting much guidance in the from the front office and stuff of the Browns because they're a disaster. Rex oh, Ryan yeah. just likes to be in the news. That's kind of Baker's personality, though. I mean, he's not scared to kind of go talk trash and mix it up with, you know, whether it's Rex Ryan's or, you know, good old, you know, Joe Blow from, you know, wherever he is behind his keyboard. You know, he'll he'll run his mouth, though. He's not scared. Yeah, he was running his mouth, but he's kind of stopped that. I haven't seen it for a while, so. Um, and I don't care if he runs his mouth. I'm all for it. Just you got to win football games and you got to run your mouth because if you yeah. run your mouth and you don't win, the the – Bashings are going to be that much worse. Yeah, look at Philip Rivers. He talks all kinds of trash. He doesn't cuss, doing it. <laughs> the only thing that saved Philip Rivers from uh, that is no one watches the Chargers. No one cares in their own state. So uh, that's the reason he's able to avoid all that. Well, we'll see what happens when he's in Indiana and Indianapolis um, and see if it, if it changes. Yeah, because people will say stuff there. There's no doubt about that. Right. So. All right, lastly, Michigan's quarterback, which he's not even the starting quarterback, but Dylan McCaffrey is among the favorites to win the Heisman Trophy. So right now, I mean, he's not even the starter yet. You know, it's going to be between him and Joe Milton. Joe Milton is, you know, 6'5", super athletic, has a cannon for an arm. I personally do like McCaffrey. I wanted him to start the last – I wanted to start last year over Shea Patterson, but that's just me. I don't know. I'm not mad about it. But it's hard to, for them to, to say that about him when he's when he hasn't even really started the game. He's not named a starter now, and then they don't even have college football season. So I mean, it really doesn't matter. Well, I, Vegas knows everything, so the fact that he's up there already, like that's kind of interesting to me. Right. But no Michigan player is going to win the Heisman while as long as they're getting pounded by Ohio State. And I just you know every day you're seeing. 
the top recruit of this class, of this class, of this class, going to Ohio State. The players going to Ohio State right now is unreal. I mean, the commitments. So the fact that any Michigan player can be favored right now to win the Heisman, the only way they're winning the Heisman is if they beat Ohio State. And right now, I don't see that happening. So yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I, would, I would hold on to your money. Now, if you come out and you pull a Desmond Howard-type performance and you beat Ohio State for the first time in 4,000-something days or whatever it is now, you know, then you're going to win the Heisman. But until that happens, you know, nobody from Michigan is going to win the Heisman. Yeah. I don't know. question is, Harbaugh's probably in the hot seat. Who's who's the person to replace him? That's the question. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I really don't. Uh, For one, I don't know who you're going to get. I don't know – I really don't know what someone could do there at this point. Uh, I, it's, I mean, it's got the big history and everything like that. Uh, I mean, you just got to be careful what you ask for. I mean, Nebraska right. wanted Bo Pelini out of there, and ever since they kicked him out, they can't even barely get to a bowl game. Uh, so I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Harbaugh staying. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm here with everybody running their mouths. Oh, you need to fire Harbaugh, you need to get rid of him. The only way, I mean, like, it's always a big risk to take a mid-major coach that's doing really well and taking him to the big level. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it works out spectacularly like it did with Urban Meyer. And then there's other – and I would say the majority of time it doesn't work. So – and then you have the big names out there. Who are you going to get to go to Michigan? I don't know who you would get. You would rather have Harbaugh. You'd have to get some kind of offensive-minded guy that wants to come in and run that LSU offense because I think Harbaugh's offense is a little dated, but I I don't know what you do. He did try to change it. He did try to let, you know, whoever come in, Josh Gaddis come in and try to do the spread, but I think they went went all out too early on it, and they kind of, you know, they they reined it back in a little bit, but – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have Les Miles that's out there. I didn't really like him, but then I watched the the kind of the, the series on his first season at Kansas and how it all went down. And, you know, I, I, I'm more of a fan of him than I was before. I'll say that. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Just because his processes, I mean, he went in and he had them up and running, like, more more like a, a Division One college program should be. You know, he changed some things up and had them, you know, on a schedule for everything. You know, from the top down, you know, he had things going. So, well, he's going to get a little relief because I think Michigan State's going to be way down, uh, right. so he don't have to probably worry about losing that game any longer. Uh, right. I don't know. Done playing Notre Dame. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think they still play Notre Dame one more time. So they do play Notre Dame this year. Yeah, they play Notre Dame this year. He's going to have to win that one. I, I, even if he loses to Notre Dame and Ohio State, he probably is going to survive if he wins the rest of his games. And I don't, like I said, just because of the pure fact, I don't know who else you're going to get, but he's got to beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Nope. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, man. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm already looking forward to football, if football even happens. But, uh, Obviously, that, that's what I can't wait for. So, 
But man, pretty much, I mean, you're you might as well just be a co-host. You've been on here quite a few weeks. No, 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 <laughs> no, no longer the guest host. Have you just co-host? That's and, a good time, and, man. Yeah, it's good to talk about all this stuff. Hopefully, people are enjoying what we're talking about. And should always give suggestions if they got stuff they think we should talk about. We've been around a little bit now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're we're still doing this. Been around since I guess started in September. Doesn't even seem like it was that long, but apparently it is. So, you know, we're we're at, we're passing milestone episodes. We've gone through we're, this episode twenty six. Um, doesn't seem like you stop anytime soon. I don't know. Elena might be yelling at me every once in a while. I'm like, hey, I'm about to do this podcast. She rolls her eyes at me, but it's all right. She doesn't hate me too much. So, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, it's been good. Uh, last words go out and get your Corona for this summer. I know it's way in advance, but that's probably uh, what I'm going to try to do here later today. So, with mm-hmm. that, I'll be out so I can go get it. <laughs> All right, man. Hit it. Hit it, Dan on Twitter at D Mayo. Hit me up at franchise eleven twenty two, Instagram at Terrell Dwayne eleven, and on Facebook just Terrell coming. So appreciate you, man. Everybody, this is the final segment. Relax and take notes. And I don't really have much today. Like I said, we've just been you know, in the house. Uh, chilling out with this uh, stay-at-home advisory or the quarantine or whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, we're just asking everybody to stay safe, um, you know, wash your hands, and, you know, just be sanitary. And if you have to go out and get some supplies or, you know, items from the grocery store or the hardware store, you know, be mindful and respect everybody that's out there. Um, no reason to bully anybody or get into arguments or anything like that. We're all on the same page. We're all trying to do what we can to get by and um, see what we can do next going forward. So, you know, stay strong, stay together, um, enjoy your time that you have with your families, and, you know, stay safe. So, hope everyone has a good one. It was a good episode today with Dane. Like I said, hopefully he's going to be on him on a, a more regular basis you know he's been on a regular basis already so i look forward to basically having him as an official co-host so until then until next week look forward to, to talking to you soon later